Welcome to Dear Human Resources. In each episode, you'll hear about current HR topics and trends from experts, both practitioners and researchers, with the goal of giving you an insider's look at human resources. I'm your host, Marilyn Germain. In this episode, Sam George, a communications professional with decades of experience working with politicians, such as Nancy Pelosi and George Soros, discusses how digital communication has changed the way people interact in business and the stress associated with it. Welcome, Sam. Marie Lynn, thank you so much. Um, I think uh, you know, attention needs to be um, particularly in the, in the workplace and you know, on this issue, but, but across the board. Sam George is the author of the book, I'll Get Back to You, which tackles the issue of why people stress so much over unreturned messages. With digital communications playing a larger role than ever in business and human resources, the potential for issues caused by miscommunication is growing. So Sam, why do people stress over an unreturned email or text? The phenomena is what got me to write the book. I was just sort of perplexed and why we did this thing. And and then I did some professional groups. I've done background politics. Everything I'm talking about today has been pulled thoroughly. um, And I did do some focus, the equivalent of of interviews. But why, when someone wouldn't return my message, why I would get so upset and come up with these bizarre ideations, people I know, people I trust, I decided to do a book on it. As part of that, I came to some important insights on digital communication and psychology as a result of it. Let me just delineate the syndrome because there is enough uh, frequency. Uh, you know, it has been, t- it is a syndrome. So when someone doesn't research, return your email, your text in a timely way, the first part of it is you get, you know, anxious when someone doesn't return your message. You sometimes are aggravated and uh, you assume the next stage is that you just jump to the conclusion that something's wrong. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, you, you don't get to back people. There's nothing necessarily wrong uh, because someone hasn't got back to, but, but that's the second stage. And that we somehow, whatever's wrong, it has to do with us. And then the next phase, after a while, it looks like it's, you know, it's been a while. It looks like it's not going to be returned. That's when we jump to the worst case scenario to explain. Always, Marilyn, always the worst case scenario. That's the, not only the first place we go, it's the only place we go to explain why this communication has not been returned. Worst case scenario. And after that, it's just downhill. People catastrophize into the narrative around the worst case scenario, and it forms a negative loop. You know, it can't get out of your head. It keeps on boom, boom, boom. And so that is basically what I call the discommunication syndrome. It's something that all of us have experienced. And uh, according to my polling, 70% have these symptoms, you know, roughly 70% acknowledge all these very, all, all stages. How have digital communications changed the way people interact in the business context? Well, in a business context, uh, let me give you the larger context and I'll apply it to business. The larger concept here is everybody talks about the technological revolution, the digital revolution. It doesn't have to do with the technology. 
I mean, we're reading our emails and texts on our phone that we used to talk to. It's not the technology. The technology is the same. What's different here is for the first time in the history of mankind, we are the dominant means of communication are text, emails, and other messaging in which you don't talk, in which you can't have a conversation. And this, there's no direct feedback. And the lack of direct feedback creates discommunication because communication implies feedback and discommunication is essentially. And the discommunication crisis is, it, it, think about a phone conversation like that or a conversation with immediate feedback. Everybody knows whether they're on the same page, points can be clarified. You can just read on the phone or by in, in face, you can read people, you can get intonations, there's a connection, all of these things. Um, you know, and then after the conversation, you know, most conversations are good conversations. And I don't think I've ever heard that term, like a good email conversation or a good text conversation. And there's a reason for that. They lack the immediate feedback and that causes miscommunication and uh, psychological uh, consequences that are quite immense. Are texts better since they are more immediate? I don't think one, you know, I'm not going to say one's better than others. In the business world, you have to deal with Slack, which is a little bit, you know, I mean, if you're talking about business, but... No, I mean, text messages are probably cause more anxiety. I'm just sort of speculating because there's an expectation. Often people can see that someone has read it. I mean, that it's shown up, that, it, that they actually open the text. And then if you don't hear back, boy, you're really upset. Whereas an email, you don't know whether or not they open the email. So I would say that no, texts are, are more problematic. Uh, they're not as linear. You know, it's, 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 not, it's hard to make a... Clear communication through text is very difficult. So no, I would say that texts are worse. Can you talk about the problems that come with digital forms of communication and how people can solve those issues? The problems with this communi digital communication is uh, that they lack immediate feedback. You know, essentially they, by definition, there's no immediate feedback. And it's the first time ever that the dominant form has lacked it. The definition of the word talk is speak. The definition of the word conversation is talking to someone, okay? So I don't want to be a, a, you know, sort of a dictionary purist, but the etymologies of words and words have consequences. What they're saying essentially is that there's immediate feedback. You can't have conversation. You can't have talk without immediate feedback. And so that's really the problem. So the closer... Uh, in my book, in the solutions, because I'm trying to get people the, to, to answer the message immediately. And so people respond. So what I've tried to do in this book, even though the book deals with the, the broader issue of the unreturned message, is to try and get as close as possible to immediate feedback, you know, to try and get as close as possible to immediate feedback, and then to provide as clear and as succinct of communication so that there's no miscommunication. Those are the things that I try and do in my book. Sam, what other pieces of advice would you give businesses about digital communications? Anything else you'd like to talk about regarding digital communications and how it impacts the way people interact? 
I think that for businesses, I mean, that they need to go back to uh, meetings instead of uh, teleconferencing. They need to go back to telephone, you know, um, conversations. Uh, I did research. I was involved with the first uh, online university, the University of Phoenix. And I did research 27 years ago that found that the teams, they were trying to figure out, they have teams that drive this. What is the most effective format? for you know communication between the teams and we had platforms like zoom they decided universally i mean i just the research was clear that 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 a conference call was a much better way people can jump in better people can do you know etc 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 i cited you a statistic earlier 29 percent of digital workers who are not in the workplace want to leave their job because of teleconferencing it's worse than email so, I mean, there you have it. So basically to go back to conference calls, that is a better way of communicating than uh, digital technology. Protocols to respond to an email that they receive within 24 hours, a protocol, a human resource protocol that you should, you must receive uh, if it's, you know, content awarded. But one of the things the data shows is 60% of the people in the workplace and the workers ignore their emails. And 40% of that universe say they don't even open the HR emails. So there you go. Yeah, that's true. And that could be a generational difference, right? I know that the younger generation tends not to rely on emails. Do you agree? Well, in the workplace, I still think that emails, I mean, we're talking about the workplace. No, it's emails and Slack. Okay. I mean, it's not just random text messaging. No. Um, you're familiar with the technology Slack, you know, which is kind of like a form of, it's a business technology for, um, for text, you know, messaging. So, no, I, I still think that email is the dominant form. Texting is, um, is not as prominent. But the key thing is you've got to get people to open your communication. You've got to, you know, get people. And we do that by, for example, subjects lines that create curiosity. You've got to get people to read the email or text message, which means you have to use their first name a lot. And then you need to always ask a question in your emails and text so that you can make it clear. And then, of course, follow up. Those are some basic things that individuals can do, protocols that businesses can support. But I would say basically to try and have more face-to-face conversations uh, and if not, more conference calls, less interactive video, and uh, create a dictum, a, a law saying you must, you know, a rule rather, <laughs> that you must return uh, a colleague's email within 24 hours. Because what happens is it creates dissension in the workplace because the same reason that uh, people, other relationships like uh, couples, uh, 37% of the people break up over text messaging. You know, it's a catch-22, though. I had a guest recently talk about the burnout from having Zoom calls. And that's a face-to-face communication. It's digital, but it's face-to-face. It's not an email. And yet people complain that they have so much time in front of a computer looking at other people. And that creates a lot of stress. Let me just, I want to jump in here. Like, give me, I'll give you this uh, water, uh, watermark research. They, they did this for superhuman. More people want to leave their job over interactive, 29% of the people would consider leaving their job because of interactive Zoom-like technology, whereas only 22% because of emails. This is worse. 
And like I said, going back 20 years, I can tell you this is not effective. Even for what we're doing, we would be better off on a phone. Absolutely. Okay, so what's the downside? The phone quality was, is, is much better. Good point. Thank you, Sam, for your insights on digital communications and the way people interact in business today. Thank you. Thank you, doctor. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dear Human Resources. In each episode, you will hear about current HR topics and trends from experts, both practitioners and researchers, with the goal of giving you an insider's look at human resources.